so I was in all this pain and I had a friend over a few states over who she yeah she was extremely interested and and learned and versed in all of different essential oil products and she was sending me packages for months like lavender frankincense peppermint all these different oils she would tell me how to use them where to put them on my body some i would take internally some would be topical some would be in the in the air (laughs) and i just left them in the corner I, i completely ignored them I thought it was the stupidest thing. And I actually stopped talking to my friend because I thought that she was um, kind of trying to rope me into some scheme and I just wasn't about it at all. So I actually, from there, I increased my pills. I started, I would take more and more and more. And what happened was one night, you know, I never could sleep because of the side effects of the uh, seizure medications. Mm -hmm. Sleep was like impossible. Sprout Mission Podcast is a collection dedicated to mastering physical and emotional intelligence for humans to thrive in our modern world. In this podcast, together, we discover the connections between the power of our thoughts, emotions, and health habits to live our best life and enjoy the process. Your host, Luke, also known as Mr. Sprout, spotlights experts and entrepreneurs in the field of physical and emotional intelligence, sustainable conscious businesses, behavior change, nutrition, health, wellness living, fitness and mindfulness that empower actionable steps in our journey. After losing his father and many more loved ones to cancer and other illnesses that bring death through unhealthy lifestyle choices, Luke's mission is to use his resources and his God-giving tools and accompanied by his guests, reach and inspire as many people as possible. Welcome to our first episode from the Sprout Mission. And our guest today is Will Michael. Will, hi, how are you? It's good morning over there and good evening for me. How's things? Where are you? I'm all the way in Salt Lake City, Utah, which is on the west coast of the United States, maybe two states over from California. It's going well. Right now we have a little trouble with our air quality though. Okay. yeah, it's really smoggy and hazy, and a lot of people are getting like sick in their chest and stuff. Oh no! Yeah. Okay, that's bad. I didn't hear about that. I didn't. It's it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's is it dangerous or uh, what type? Um, I mean, I I look at the air and I think yes. <laughs> they tell us, you know, it's. Some days it's better to stay inside. Um, you see a lot of people wearing masks. Like I don't know if you've been to China or yeah. uh, it's kind of like it's it's like that. Um, okay. A lot of people wearing masks. A lot of people wearing like full um, face masks. So All right. they don't Is have to experience of pollution or yeah. So we're look located in a valley. So basically our city is surrounded by these mountains. 
and we're like a bowl. So what happens is all of the pollution, um, the cold air keeps it trapped down so it doesn't flow. So all of the pollution that's in the air, it just gets stuck. And so, so sometimes you can't even see like three, four hundred feet away, two hundred meters, I think, hundred meters, I think. Yeah. But luckily, we have ways here to manage it. Okay. Actually, DoTerra headquarters is about an hour away from here. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> yes, in fact, um, Will is also an advocate like myself, and this is how I got to know Will. Um, Will has a very inspiring and beautiful story to share with us. Um, the Sprout mission, as you know, it's like I'm just trying to deliver out a message that um, how important it is that we take care of our health and how um, it is important that we um, get empowered and uh, we take, we, if we have the means possible, we try and always um, take control and be empowered to to, to, to use the alternative way um, uh, to help our body heal, okay? Um, uh, Will, um, Will, would you like to tell us um, uh, what happened and, uh, into your health lifestyle? How were you healthy? And then would you like to share with us, we start off with what had happened to you because the, how I got to know you was that powerful photo, which then I will share, is of you, um, like hugging the petal diffuser and having a table filled with medicine, I was like, whoa, what's happening over here? This must be good. Like this must say something very powerful because the photo says a lot itself. And uh, I went through your story and it was amazing. Will, what happened? So I was diagnosed with a brain tumor in 2016. Um, I was diagnosed overseas, actually, and I had to be rushed home for a medical um, procedure. I, I had all of the spinal fluid was blocked. Um, it couldn't drain because of the tumor it was blocking the passageway. So what they did is they implanted a device that basically siphons fluid out instead of passing down through your brain into your spine. They put in a, a tube, like a plastic tube that mm -hmm. starts in my brain goes out and then um, underneath my skin down my neck all the way down to my uh, stomach it's about three and a half feet long it's called the shunt saved my life and I came home and about a month later I had the tumor removed they couldn't do a biopsy or anything like that they pretty much said you know it might be cancer it might be not cancer we won't really know until we do surgery so they did surgery they removed the tumor 100%, it was benign, so it was not brain cancer. Okay. Um, however, <clears throat> excuse me, they, they did the surgery in the upright position, so I was sitting down upright, and when they laid me down after surgery, there was a little bit of air, oxygen, that went into my, um, into my veins, to my lungs, and it blocked the communication between my heart and my lungs. So um, basically, they had to put me into a medically induced coma for about eight days, I believe. Um, my body just completely overflowed with fluids. I gained about 60 pounds in five days, just in fluids. Wow. Um, obviously, I survived. I came out of the coma. My body kind of reached some point of homeostasis, maybe within two or three months of recovery. Um, 
Um, I had a stroke on the left side of my brain. So the right, um, my lower right quadrant, so like my right ankle, my right leg was um, pretty much, I couldn't move my foot whatsoever, not at all. And my leg was like extremely weak. So um, I, I relearned how to walk, talk, swallow, speech, everything. And, you know, the care in the hospital here was incredible. But once they sent me home, the care stopped. There was no real follow-up. So okay. they basically fixed the issue, which was the tumor. But mm -hmm. the surgeries that were required were so harsh on my body that I had all of these pain, chronic pain issues after surgery. Mm -hmm. um, I had a lot of hardware in my body. Okay. I told you, you know, I mentioned the three and a half foot tube. I had a plate on the back of my head with four titanium screws. Um, and I was just in constant chronic pain. And basically what I was hearing from all of the doctors was mm -hmm. we have done everything that we can do. Pain is not, you know, pain is subjective. It's not something that a surgeon can really address if it's not caused by some exterior mm -hmm. um, it, a factor like a tumor or something like that. So I was pretty much given this perfect prognosis, which was tumor was fully removed. Mm -hmm. You're 26 years old, have a good life, basically. However, I, I couldn't live my life. I could hardly even get through one day because of the, the constant pain, uh, mainly in my head, yeah. constant nerve pains in my head, nerve pains in my chest, uh, nerve pains in my stomach. Mm -hmm. uh, as well, my body just was reacting on a systemic level. So I, I, I pretty much, I just had pain all over my body. And um, I lived like that for about one year, I would say. Wow. How, how did it affect you? Because I could see also from your Instagram, you're a traveler junkie and <laughs> a beautiful girlfriend. And uh, you've, uh, you're very, you seem very strong and athletic. And uh, you were sort of now put on sleep mode, shut down. And how did it affect you mentally? So maybe our listeners, they can, you can give them some type of advice of how you've dealt with that situation at that yeah. time, at the age of 26? Well, so my job that I had previous to the tumor diagnosis was um, I was a professional figure skater on cruise ships. So I, I was um, a training athlete from age seven until about 25 until I was diagnosed. Okay. Um, and the nature of working on the cruise ships was that I traveled constantly. Um, in five years, I traveled to 70 countries total. Wow. Never made it to Malta though, unfortunately. Um, and we and cruise ships coming in. Yeah, we, our ships were too big to go in those ports. But, um, you know, what I've learned is that I, you know, I spent all those years traveling and while I was in one, was on my mind was where where do I go next and then when I reached that next destination I would be there but I would be thinking you know what's next what's next and it was always I was always a few steps ahead in the future and then obviously everything in the story that I just told you occurred and my body was temporarily shut down and um, I was in constant pain and I couldn't travel I couldn't go anywhere 
and my walking even was forced, you know, I was walking at a snail's pace, you know, one step, pause, one step, pause. And over time, what I, what I learned was that, you know, I, I spent all these years working on the ships, getting off in the ports and looking at the highest mountain or building or whatever I could find. And I would, I would make it my day's goal to, to reach that height so I could see what's around me. And my mind was never really present because I was always concerned with where am I going next? And in some weird kind of, you know, it's not the way that I would have wanted to learn this lesson, but what I learned was that being here in my hometown, one place, two years, no traveling, um, the speed with which I moved was so slow that I was forced to to be in the present, no matter how painful or uncomfortable or undesirable my situation was, I was present and I was there in each moment with the pain. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what I've learned is that I would rather be present with pain mm-hmm. than to be in the future mm-hmm. or to be distant traveling the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I see more now walking one block away from my house mm-hmm slowly mm-hmm. than I did in five years mm-hmm. traveling to 70 countries, no question. And I can walk fast now. I can walk really, really fast now because I've built up my strength mm-hmm. and I still like, you know, I'll train speed sometimes so that I can get stronger and stronger, but I'm, I always make sure that every single day I take 10 minutes, even if it's five minutes and I just walk so slow and I notice everything that's around me, every tree, every flower, and I do so usually with an oil under my tongue because then it, that's just like a reminder of um, how the, the importance and the healing properties that nature possesses. Yeah. There's nothing more, nothing more healing than the earth. There's nothing. Yeah. Trust me, I've looked. <laughs> so but there's nothing. This is, this is a very beautiful point and I've learned something from you sharing this right now. And um, uh, let's go. So basically now, just for our who's watching us on video and who's hearing us on podcast, this is not, we're not trying to advocate doTERRA, but, and the podcast, the Sprout mission isn't that. It's I'm going to invite a lot of different people from different experiences in life. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to start with you, Will, because um, uh, you're very deep and how you write your posts on Instagrams and how you share, you get your, who's following you very into it. And, and I was excited to meet you, in fact, today. Going back to that point where <clears throat> you were taking a lot of medication for the pain, okay? Because um, since I uploaded your story on my blog, I got a lot of um, uh, people that read it, got in touch with me to, to, to get in touch with you. Um, to to see how they can manage their own pain because mm-hmm. you know or maybe I got a mother which um, she her son was taking a lot of medicine and he needs to cleanse and she she was desperate because you know what I mean? so going back to that powerful photo when uh, you started um, the cleansing process how how tell us tell us how did what what happened please um, okay managing your pain 
So before I talk a little bit about that process, I just want to make it 100% clear that the medications that I was on, I did not need to be on. I was on them um, because the doctors were, they were clueless as to how to manage the pain and they they were just trying different things. Um, There are a lot of people out there who do need medications and I'm not at all saying to anyone to stop taking your medication anything like that. Um, the reason I, it's important for me to say this is because um, when I posted that uh, on Instagram and it received a lot of attention, I, um, there were a lot of people who were right reaching out to me who had been on medications for years that their doctors had prescribed and, and they were you know, considering stopping them just because of my post. So before I go into any of that, I just want to say that you know it's so important if you're stopping anything to talk to your doctor because stopping a medication is it was the hardest thing that I've ever done in my entire life getting off of these pills and um the reason I got off of them was because I realized that basically that they weren't helping me and that I didn't need to be on them there are people who do need certain medications though so I'm this is simply my story um, and I'll leave it at that so um basically I had all this chronic pain and there are a lot of different medications, at least here in the U.S., that are prescribed for chronic pain that um, aren't necessarily the history from the medications um, perspective is not rooted in pain treatment. For example, um, they will give you sometimes seizure medications for pain or antidepressants for pain. Um, and they, you know, this, these aren't my words. They don't know why that works for most of them, but they do fine with some people it works. So I was taking, I mean, I don't even know if I could remember now, like how many pills I was taking. I mean, I was taking seizure medications, antidepressants. Um, I was taking obviously like anti-inflammatories. I was taking opioids. So like narcotics, um, usually like post, whenever I would have a procedure done, I would um, be on really strong opioids for a while. I was taking muscle relaxers, anti-anxiety, so benzodiazepines, Xanax, that kind of thing. And I was just numb. I mean, I I was still in a pretty good amount of pain, but the numbness that I with which I was operating my life was just, you know, I would rather be in pain than to feel like that. And it occurred to me one day, um, I don't remember what I was doing or how I got to this place, but I just have, I think I woke up one day and I said, I have to get off my medications. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know if my doctors will help me, I, but I know, I knew that it was however long it took was how long it was going to take one year, two years. I was, that was my mission. And so I started researching a lot because, um, I had a real, Sorry about that. No problem. I had a really terrifying experience because I told my doctor about this goal that to get off the medications and she said, Oh yeah, just, you know, stop 50% on this one medication, drop it by 50%. And I wound up that night. Um, my hands were spasming. My, you know, my neck was spasming. It was the worst experience of my, of my life, you know, just, most frightening experience and from that point I've realized I, I need to basically it, it was an, a, a very terrifying yet empowering moment when I realized that I was the one who 
was going to have to figure out how to get off of all these medications. Um, so I wound up dropping instead of 50%, I would drop 10% at a time. And for each medication that I dropped, I would only drop it if I had some kind of alternative to it. So it wasn't just about taking away. It was about, it was about supporting and it was about supplementing what, what the purpose of those medications were supposed to be. They weren't doing their job, but it was what they were designed to do. For example, I was taking Xanax to sleep mm -hmm. and there are a lot of side effects and it's a very addictive medication, Xanax. Um, so instead of just subtracting that cold turkey, quitting Xanax, I reduced my dosage over time. And as I reduced my pharmaceutical doses of that, I, I uh, increased my doses of um, Copaiba, number one, and, and lavender. Lavender is very relaxing. You put it on your pillow, diffuse it. You can even take um, certain supplements internally that have like the root of lavender and it re really helps you sleep. Um, so I, I, I would drop one med as I increased with an alternative. Mm -hmm. And basically I did that for about, I think it took me about eight, six to eight months in total until I was completely off of everything. And um, after that, I, I had this realization that I never needed to be on them in the first place. And that's when I started researching more and more um, alternative kind of solutions to things that doctors will prescribe to people specifically for pain. I think that's probably where I'm the most mm -hmm. researched just because I'm, I had a lot of pain in my body, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm still learning. I'm no expert. I, I read a little bit every day. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious for more knowledge all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but there's, there's a certain power with the, a lot of these alternative medicines that yeah. now I'm really interested in, in learning more about and sharing at least my experience, which is why I'm here for us. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, basically, this was the one of the main points that I wanted to do the, this podcast with you because you are a perfect example of someone which is in his living room. I can like picture you like in this pain and like the doctors aren't guiding you properly. So you just took control because you're the one that is passing through this. You you and thanks to again. Doterra, which because they that was what your friend gave you. Am I correct? It was lavender. The first oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I left out a very important part of the story. Yeah. yeah, so I was in all this pain, and I had a friend over a few states over who she, yeah, she was extremely interested and and learned and versed in all of different essential oil products, okay. and she was sending me packages for months, like lavender, frankincense, peppermint, all these different oils. She would tell me how to use them, where to put them on my body. Some I would take internally, some would be topical, some would be in the, in the air. <laughs> and I just left them in the corner. I, I completely ignored them. I thought it was the stupidest thing. And I actually stopped talking to my friend because I thought that she was um, kind of trying to rope me into some scheme and I, I just wasn't about it at all. So I actually, from there, I increased my pills. I started, I would take more and more and more. And what happened was one night, you know, I never could sleep because of the side effects of the uh, seizure medications. Mm -hmm. Sleep was like impossible. And every night I would come to the living room and I would, you know, 
have panic attacks and I would watch TV where, you know, I'd try to read, but my vision would be blurry and it wouldn't work. <laughs> I'll never forget. I, I'm laying there. It's, it's like four in the morning and I'm laying there and I look over at this little um, roller ball of lavender that she had sent me. She told me to put it on my wrists and under my feet and the back of my neck and diffuse it. And I was looking at it. I pretty much thought, what the hell? <laughs> I'll try it. <laughs> so I picked it up and I laid down in bed and I rolled it on my wrists and I rolled it on my temples and around my forehead and my neck. And I started smelling it and I laid back. And then I opened my eyes and it was nine hours later. <laughs> I had slept the entire night for the first time in probably like seven or eight months. And I was still holding the bottle of lavender to my nose, like when I woke up the next day. And after that, that's, that's when, I, um, that's when I, I knew that not only that I would get off of my medications, but that it, wouldn't, it wasn't just going to be getting off of that. I was going to need to replace them with healthy alternatives. And I just celebrated because it was like I finally found it. Yeah, man. Yeah, and uh, that that was that was the beginning of uh, of uh, the new perspective. How you will started seeing natural medicine. You know what I mean? And uh, that that is what it is inspiring. And I want to use this podcast to encourage people to do their own research. You know, I mean, thanks to the the, the media, thanks to the internet. We, we don't need to feel, well, I need to be careful how to put this, but thanks to Google, okay, we can do a lot of research and hear a lot of stories and we can slowly learn on how to do some certain things, you know. Again, doTERRA, thank God, they provide us with a lot of material, how to educate ourselves. and. Totally. And how your friend, can we say her name? What's her name? Her name is Kimmy Jeffers. Uh, yeah. Your friend Kimmy, I don't know what's her profession, but she was sending you information of how to use them because it's out there. You know what I mean? She, I'm, you know, and I'm meeting other people and I am not an aromatherapist. I, I dropped out of school at the age of 16, you know, and I am just being myself, doing my research and being a testimony by how these essential oils, how natural medicine is working with me, with my wife, with my friends, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this is what we want to encourage people here, that they can't be afraid of doing this step on finding the best alternative way, you know? And unfortunately, we lived in a very rushed life, you know? And, uh, and even doctors are rushed, you know, mm-hmm. you get an appointment with a GP, you know, it's like, and even you go to over here, we have a lot of small pharmacies, which a doctor will sit there and you need to go there, you need to make an appointment. You do an appointment at 11, you go in an hour still later. So it's like people don't want to, you know what I mean? There's sort mm-hmm. of how it's working, you know, and we felt so much more empowered at home when we can help our own, for example, digestive system mm-hmm. with an essential oil. You know what I mean? We compared to how you you're you're the one that had to like really face a really tough wall to break down. You know, and uh, I mean how the lavender started working. It was the entry point, so you start mm-hmm. trusting the other essential oils. You know. Right. 
but if it wasn't that oil standing in front of you and yeah uh, to, i'd still you, be on a lot of pills man you'd still be uh, you know what i mean so yeah like we want to take this moment because it's also almost mm. time to wrap it up but we want to also take this moment whoever who's listening or watching that listen take that leap of faith speak to someone if someone recommended something which is alternative look into it you know and give alternative medicine a chance i have a, a, a friend or a family friend which is a doctor and when i start speaking about the essential oils and how some of my wellness customers are seeing progress and how they have changed and helped us um, he tell, he's a doctor, you know, he's an emergency um, doctor. He said, he's like, wow, look, this is, it is inspiring how passionate you are about this. He's like, I just don't have the time to sort of get into this, you know what I mean? With the lifestyle that he leads, okay. But I have a lot of compassion also for doctors because can you imagine, like, I'm, who am I? Like, you know what I mean? I've, I, you know, that I, so... Try and imagine the situation, a doctor which studied like a lot of years, did a lot of sacrifices, da, 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 and then comes me, who am I, like a simpleton that yeah. says, listen, because I did the research and it worked for me, you can take this yeah. without a prescription or whatever, and it can work, and there's no side effect, you know what I mean? So there's this about thing, you know, and also doctor are blocked about how we can approach our doctors with showing them that, listen, we're taking these multivitamins, listen, we're taking copaiba, listen, we're using Frank, you know, by giving them the chemistry, you know, as in fact, Dr. Hill, he's a, he's a doctor, in fact. Um, Will, so how, what's the situation at the moment at home and uh, how are you feeling? Are you doing those, as I saw a photo, I don't know how the hell you jumped so high and uh, like, you know, it's, your foot so, up guy. I know it makes sense. And I remember you have a photo with your buddy, which you, you were mentioning, but I didn't know you took it as a profession. So how's your, your body situation now? How yeah. So actually yesterday I just started a training course at the Huntsman Cancer Institute. It's oh, where wow. I had my uh, tumor removed and they specialize in basically um, strength building for people who are starting from really low. Okay. Um, and actually doTERRA donated $5 million to Huntsman Cancer Institute at the global convention this year. And I was there to see it and I had tears in my eyes watching it. It was that the most was incredible amazing. thing. Um, so I'm, I'm basically now like starting to build again. You know, the last two years have really been figuring out, you know, how to, how to, to rid myself of a lot of these, um, you know, I've had a lot of hardware removed. I have had, I've stopped a lot of medication vacations and now I'm here and so now two years later I feel like I'm actually this is like a new beginning um which just started yesterday so no big jumps yet but <laughs> it, but it's in the cards now and I have the resources there's one thing I just want to say real quick um you mentioned that you know don't be afraid to take that first step I, I think that's really important uh, don't be afraid to take that first step in you know learning about these alternatives I think that there's a lot of fear about taking that first step. And I speak from experience here because you, a lot of people make an assumption that if you transition, if you look into these alternatives, that means that you have to make a choice between the two of like your doctor and the oils or whatever alternative method you're using. 
That is false. That is 100% false. It's both. That is the power. You know, I had a brain tumor. I, I was not going to have that tumor removed by alternative means. Yeah. That, that's just, that's, that is my belief. I needed Western medicine. I needed surgery to have it done. Then after the surgery is when I needed the alternatives to heal my body from the massive trauma that it had to undergo to have the, the issue addressed. So it's really about using both. I have a post recently, I think, you know, that I, I had a surgery and then they offered me this nausea medication that they give a lot of the time for cancer patients. And I said, no, no, thanks. I have my peppermint and, you know, my nausea was gone in two seconds. And it was just like the most empowering moment. And to anyone who, who has any fear about kind of taking these steps, if any of that fear is based on kind of um, an un that you don't want to abandon your doctor or your, you know, any Western medicine or anything like that. You don't have to do that. This is icing on the cake. We need both. We 100% need both. I just want, it's really important for me that I say that. Yes. Very good. No, in fact, I mean, there's a time and place I say when I speak about alternative medicine, I never try, although it had failed us in a way as a family because I lost my dad to a side effect of medication and because there was several times which they were careless and if it wasn't for my mom my dad would have died earlier you know so so I have this kind of pain you know but I still I still believe that there's a time and place and I was also myself in a fire accident and I did two months in hospital and I was so much loved and taken, take, taken care by these people and they did skin grafting and if it wasn't skin grafting, you know, removing skin from my leg and putting it on my arm and doing this, I wouldn't have this face and the skin on my hands wouldn't have recovered if it wasn't modern, um, uh, you know what I mean, Western practices and um, so I totally agree with you, you know, but this is what the, the small little things at home that we can replace our medicine cabinet. You know what I mean? With, yes, with, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? What we find at home, we can, re- you know, and also we can remove a lot of toxins from our homes, which cause mm-hmm. us chronic diseases and stuff like that. Absolutely. Our own cleaning products, but that is something else. Um, Will, what's your plan today? Where are you off to now? So we wrap it up. I'm going. I'm going Christmas shopping for my girlfriend and my family today. <laughs> All right, cool, fun. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Amazing, amazing. Um, well, we'll keep in touch, buddy. And um, thank you all for joining us for this podcast. Um, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact us. And uh, thank you so much, and keep following.